Hello and welcome to episode 21 of Shoulder to Shoulder Podcast. This is your host Jonathan, joined by Chris and Christian. We are very fortunate today to have with us Sergeant David Torres, who is going to be speaking to us about a new social group that has been formed at Bank of California Stadium solely for the support of our armed service, actively deployed, and veterans, the Fighting Falcons. So we'd like to really welcome David to the show. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for having me uh, here today. Uh, sorry for my voice. It's a little bit off. Just came from vacation. Change of weather. Yeah, you were partying it up in Vegas, so we're surprised and... you can crawl right now. That's, uh, that's pretty impressive. Uh, Vegas and Utah. I got fortunate to go to Utah for the first time. Oh, man, I've been wanting to go for years. Hey, I still haven't gone. Speaking of Utah, I don't know if any of you guys saw it on the LAFC fans page. I forget who it was, but somebody was trying to make a road trip to go to Colorado. It's Cuervos. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, so yeah, Cuervos yeah. are putting out a road trip to go to. So if anybody that's interested this listening to the pod, if you want to take the road trip at the end of June, they are going to go to Colorado, and they're going to watch the away game at the end of June, and then they're going to go to Utah and do some dirt bike riding. Yeah. I think they're leaving on a Thursday, coming back on a Monday. Yeah, they said to bring the 4x4s if you have one, so make sure to do that. So I might might want, might want to try and find a way to go and Be ready for that 80 miles per hour uh Highway oh, speed wow. limit. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was Moab. surprised. You like that? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, I would love that. <laughs> you see the cops and you're doing like 80, 82, and they're just... Did you go to like Zion or... Yes, it's, 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 it's funny because my son, he's nine years old, and his name is Zion. Oh, really? So the first thing that I did at Zion was just like, hey, do you guys give discounts for anyone named Zion? And he got cool stuff, free. Oh, really? No yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't believe. They didn't believe me, and I told him, "Look, I have it tatted. I have it tatted right here on my left arm. It says Zion. And um, yeah, he got. And there's a Zion Brewery. So. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Super so it's cool. a really cool spot to go to. Do some hiking out there. Did Speaking you get of it? breweries, this is episode twenty-one. Yeah. Uh, you know, being at Boozeology and our, our our booze geek of the show here, I have to say, uh, our our show can officially drink now. So. Uh, now that we've hit episode 21, be sure to follow us uh, at LAFCS2S. Uh, if you ever have any questions for the show, uh, you can go ahead and throw it at us here. Um, we can reach out to any of us, whether it's myself, Jonathan, Chris, or Christian, at LAFCS2S.com if you want to shoot us an email. And how about for the Fighting Falcons and yourself? You want to go ahead and throw us an Instagram out there? How can one reach you? Uh, definitely. Uh, my Instagram is at the fighting the underscore fighting underscore falcons uh on instagram uh from there i will probably post the, the other social medias i'm still working on them so if you are a veteran actively deployed or looking to support your actively deployed or veterans within the bank of california and the lafc community there's a place to reach out for you but before we dive into uh david's story and the formation of the fighting falcons Boys, we had ourselves a game last weekend. Oh, and it did was we ever. a game, man. 4-2 victory over Montreal, and it was glorious. There was a victory on the pitch, and before the game even started, there was uh, uh, just a beautiful victory in the stands as well, too. Pride night and 
the TIFO to end all TIFOs. You know, we mentioned it on the last show that you needed to get there early and you needed to see what was going on. And I think we saw a lot more people in the stadium before that game. The word was out that something special was going to happen. And my goodness, did something special happen. Yeah, the, the Freddie Mercury TIFO was amazing. I, I, and uh, after they started to do the uh, the We Will Rock You, and that was uh, that was pretty cool too. Um, that they were having the the drum session of the thirty two fifty two, starting to do the beat, and everybody was singing and stomping, and it was uh, it was an awesome sight to see for sure. Yeah, it was the first time we got to see the pulley system, which is great. I th- I think it's gonna add depth to future TIFOs. Um, yeah. So I'm excited about the creativity I'm not sure coming. I'm saw the women's national team. They did a a, a pulley TIFO as well. Yeah, no, you're well. right. That was really really good. It had the Wonder Woman kind of a uh, logo on it. Yep, yep, yep. It was yep. amazing. So I got to see two uh, TIFOs on the pulley this weekend. There you go. Yeah, and a, a lot of work went into getting that pulley system up and ready for this game. We know that it had intended to be used for Ladies' Night, our last home game. Uh, And unfortunately, due to some technical errors, the pulley system was not available for that game. But took a lot of scrambling, a lot of work, a lot of hours from people within the 3252 community to get that system fixed, up, running, re-welded, worked so that, I mean, and it went flawlessly. We have seen comments about, I mean, a TIFO from our team here in Los Angeles from virtually every corner of the football globe. Yeah, it's you know, picked up internationally. Yeah, it's, we're getting a lot of respect on the pitch, but but what's going on the stands is getting a lot of respect as well, too, and that's there, just a beautiful thing to see. Somebody, uh, again, on the LAFC fans page had posted a picture of a news reel of our Freddie Mercury TIFO, and I think it was in, like, Germany or, or Spain or something It was Italy. Like Italy. Italy. Oh, okay. it was Italy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's, I mean, you know, for, for a, local, a local MLS club, to make an Italian news uh, channel's, uh, you know, beat and rundown, it was that's that's something that I mean we are it's spreading like wildfire across the nation uh, across the world. And to that end, like I've I've heard or I've read some stories from former players playing in Europe now in the MLS saying that the MLS is actually watched out there because it's different format one and it's watched out there more than league imx because they don't have the rights for league imx out there which is interesting to me well and raheem sterling just came out this week saying that he would like to play in the mls at some point in his career and that there are people in europe um especially england that are watching the mls you know regularly yeah it's, it's just a different way i guess the tournaments run differently obviously than europe so i think that's a probably part of the reason why it's interesting to them well, plus, I mean, we're providing content in their off season as well, too. True, that's a good point. You know, uh, on Reddit, uh, I saw a, a pictograph of someone who took the West Coast and East Coast travel um, of all of the teams in the United States, and then they superimposed it on a Europe map, and it showed where the travel would be like, and you know, like the West Coast teams. Let's say the hub was like the center of England. You know, for a team to go from San Jose to Minnesota would be like a team going from, you know, London to some, you know, a totally other country that's two or three hours away or you had to go down south to like Spain or Portugal. And it's, you know, it just shows you how much more travel there actually is in the MLS versus, um, you know, the five, the five. Yeah, I saw that same leagues. I saw that same post. And I think the one that stood out to me was for Seattle to go to Miami is like a team going from Scotland to Turkey. 
all of and, Europe. Basically. I mean, that's that's <laughs> that's how big MLS covers. Um, so just getting the travel and the scheduling piece together is insane for yeah. us. Go, going back to the match, what I did like, at least for Christian Ramirez, is getting a goal. One, two, he did it playing defense because I think that's his attribute from a forwards perspective, which is kind of counterintuitive. Um, but Do you put that goal more on the keeper as a howler there? I mean, look, Christian's got to close in. It seemed like... I felt like the keeper made a, an error in his footwork. I think it was two things. He miscalculated. He looked he, When he looked up initially, he thought he had more time, one. Two, he didn't think Christian was going to press that hard. So by the time he looked up, Christian was already there. But yeah, the footwork was one, one, one piece of it. I just think he didn't... He wasn't ready for the pressing. I think he didn't watch a video or something that week, which was dumb because uh, that's what LAFC does. Yeah. They press all game. But And then, of course, uh, Carlos with uh, his number 15 goal, uh, 15th goal of the season. And uh, I did put my uh, my left my left boot up in the air when that goal was scored. I had a couple people looking around at me. But, ah, I was uh, a witness. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize what he was doing, and I was like, oh, the moment has passed. His boot's already up. I love how <laughs> El Catrin is doing that whole left boot. Oh, the drink? and he's drinking out of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, no, no shoeies, no shoeies. <laughs> no, but I mean, he's got a cup in there, so it's not yeah, like he's drinking yeah, it out of there. the. No, no. no. <laughs> I mean, we you have to, to ask you him. have to finish it, right? You can't keep holding. I that mean, cup. putting the cup in the shoe, I suppose, is the only form of that that I find acceptable. But I've definitely seen, uh, you know, even some people here within Pod Fam chugging beers out of their shoes, and I'm just going to go on record saying. That's disgusting. It's a guy named Christian, but he's not on our pod. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to point all the fingers at you, Philly, dude. That, that stuff is gross, man. I don't, I don't know how Amanda puts up with that. but hey, It was, uh, you know, that was the day. that you know, I, I give him some credit, though. That was the day that they had the, the free, the, the premiere of their beer from uh, that bre- the brewery out in uh, Riley's. Yeah, yeah, Riley's. Riley's, right. So that was the day. That, so, I mean, he might have been, you know, three sheets to the wind. You know, you got to. It's not like he does it regularly. Well, you listen to that show, and you know, I mean, occasionally, you know, Philly's been known to have a beverage or two. I think that might that might come across <laughs> on their show. We're not we're not pulling back the curtain here. I mean, you know. <laughs> well, they had mezcal shots yesterday for their podcast. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Well, I'm having tequila. Hopefully, right I'll now. join you guys out there yeah. and drink some shots with you guys. Yeah. yeah we got Uber. Well, we got some veteran-owned beer getting poured here yeah. at the moment. We got some beautiful Firestone Parabola. David was kind enough to bring for us one of my absolute favorite beers of all time. So thank you're you, welcome, sir. You're welcome. Welcome. Good stuff, man. Um, As, uh, for those that don't know, Firestone Walker is veteran-owned. Uh, Firestone, the main name that you see on most of their beer, it's uh, Adam Firestone. He is a captain in the Marine Corps uh, that served during Desert Storm. His son, Nick, is, I do believe he's already out of the Marine Corps. And he, the last I heard, he was running the uh, Venice Firestone Walker uh, I can't even mention the name. That name is so crazy. Prop- Propagator. Propagator, yeah. yeah. Propagator. Yeah, it's a cool venue. I visit all three Firestone Walkers um, venues. They all fly a British flag, an American flag, and a Marine Corps flag. So that what brought me attention to Firestone Walker. Hoorah, uh, Semper Fi. I went to the one in Paso on my honeymoon with my wife. That was one of the things we were driving up to uh, Carmel, and I was like, I, I gotta stop. We gotta stop. Make a stop in Paso Robles, man. I gotta hit this brewery. <laughs> yeah, I did the same thing going to uh, Oakland. Oakland. And yes, I am a Raider fan. Oh uh, God. <laughs> yes, I am a Raider fan. That's funny. But go, going back to the match, I just wanted to highlight uh, a Twesta's pass again, a through pass on the foot, basically making it easy for Carlos to score. And then I was happy that Latif finally got his goal, man. 
That guy's deserved it all season. And, yeah. you know, and uh, congratulations to uh, number 27, Tristan Blackman, for getting his first goal uh, in his MLS yeah. career. And a good showing. And, and Bob did talk about that in the postgame, saying that, you know, he stepped up to the challenge. He wasn't – he was less – fearful of making mistakes and he, I think he played with more character and personality and I think he, he put a stamp on the game I think he's going to push beta in the future um, which is the goal so hopefully yeah. he can yeah, yeah I like uh, Blessing and um, I love his his, uh, his uh, charisma uh-huh. he's all over the field his energy yeah his energy it just takes you like you know this guy is what like five Six, five. He's like five four, generous. five five. Yeah, that's five five. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm yeah. five three. Yeah, and just tells you like us short people could run the whole field if you wanted to. He's and he's I thin. Think. He's not. He's not necessarily built, but he's so fast. Like it's hard to really put a body on him. You know, and then uh, of course again, congratulations to Carlos Vela and Atuesta and uh, Tristan Blackman for being named to the MLS uh, Team of the Week. Vela scoring a goal a game at this point, which is just insane. With nine assists, I, it just the numbers are unfathomable. He, they said he's at this on pace point. to break Joseph Martinez's record at uh, this pace. Yeah, at yeah. the at this pace, yeah. right? So it's if a, if a projection were to go to the end of the season and he were to maintain it, and and I I don't remember how long the record was held before Joseph broke it last year, but I don't think that that record had been. Uh, broken recently, I felt like that was a no, record it was that for a while. Yeah. It, it was there for uh, a decade or so, and and uh, you know for it to be broken the following season is uh, quite an accomplishment if it gets broken. And the level of play throughout the MLS has increased so much in the past few years that you know putting up these kind of video game numbers has become a lot harder than it was right. ten twenty years ago. So yeah. it's just we are so blessed to week in week out get to watch him go out there and you know pass and shoot with the left foot of god it's it's an amazing thing to see so we we come out to an early dominating lead but we kind of let a couple goals sneak back in there at the end yeah, in the do you guys have, have any concerns there for you or is that just look we knew it was over it was disappointing but no no concerns well the second goal i'm concerned about because i think that tackle didn't need to be made the first goal was unfortunate i think they didn't do a good job of clearing or playing out of the back it bit them they got a shot shot on goal within six yards and rebound it was saved but the rebound unfortunately bounced off Segura so you know there's nothing you can do or ask and he still almost cushioned it enough to almost get it out of there and yeah you know the team goals that we give up to me I kind of care more about those because that means that they're not grasping something on the training pitch or something fundamentally personal mistakes like what led to the penalty that's a very quick fix. It looked like he got frustrated that the guy got in front of him. And so, right. you know, I mean, he makes, you know, the unnecessary tackle at that point. To me, that's a very quick fix. You go to the player and you say, hey, you know, headspace, right place, decision making. You know, we've all been there. and We need to course correct our decision making. No big deal. Boom, you move on. Those to me, I, I think I'm kind of the other way on it. I think that was, you know, the more excusable or at least the more correctable mistake of the two. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. No, absolutely. The the like you said, a team goal is something where there was a miscommunication or a mishap or what have you that led to it. You know, people out of position. But you know, so uh, we had given up two goals in the second half of games going into that game, 
and we gave up two goals in the second half. We doubled our number for the season. So. Yeah, but at the same time, too, at this point last season, think about how many uh, second-half goals we had given up, and it's we are so far improved from where we were last season that I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, we doubled it. It's like it, we are so much better in the second half and at closing games than we were last season that, you know. Yeah, I, mean, I still I only really consider you know really one true earned goal was given up not two, right. Mm-hmm. This, the reason I said disappointed is because I think Walker is better than that. He still could, I think he still could have put him off enough to make it an easy save on Walker. But I understand the frustration, and I think he was still frustrated at that own goal. Honestly, I think it was still in his head. Speaking of Walker, how much do you guys love that uh, fist bump LAFC that he does at the end of games? Well, I know you like it a little more uh, than the rest yeah, of us, yeah, Mr. Yeah, Liverpool yeah. over here. But uh, oh my gosh! I mean, that's come on! I mean, no, that's where it, that's where it was picked from. But I have yeah. to say, it's my favorite thing about the interaction between the thirty-two fifty-two and the players this year. I mean, last year it was the man of the match and the shalalas, and you know them coming over and doing the shalalas with us, and and that engagement piece of it. I mean, that was something that really hit home, I think, with all of us last season. Um, and I think, you know, the Zim bumps or whatever you guys want to call it, I mean, it uh, it's really cool, and I dig it. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah, I think that so they want to set the standards in MLS. Uh, LAFC is doing that, um, I mean, since last year. Um, so you're going to probably see more players from MLS with the home team doing that. You know, they want to – most of them are learning from – from right, trying to get involved with the with the crowd after games and things like that. Yeah, exactly. And that just builds that just builds the culture, builds the yeah. MLS as a league. And you know, I I you know, uh, comp or what is it? When somebody uh, copies you, it's the it's nicest a, form of flattery. Yeah. The the funny thing to me is that the league has existed for such a long time. One, and this has been going on in Europe and South America for a long time. And the fact that they never none of the teams have implemented it in a way where it's at least been noticed by us. I, it, you know, and I think it's interesting. Fir- I think the first ten years of the MLS, they were looking to try and go out on their own and not be a copycat league of sorts, because they were looking to kind of like stand on their own two feet and not not use the formula that worked. And then eventually, they kind of weren't taken seriously. And then they're like, okay, we need to kind of just go with the status quo and not really change too many things. There yeah, was a- but but the league started in '96. What year are we in? 2019. Yeah, exactly. There was a lot of trial and even more error, maybe. Yeah, Because yeah. 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 I remember watching MLS back in 96, and if it, there was a foul, an offside, the top, the, the stoppage time would stop. Yeah, it was like hockey. It was weird. Exactly. Yeah. And and everybody was like, wait, wait, why are you stopping the time? It's, it's a continuous game. You they have to sh- let it go. They had uh, shootouts, remember? Yeah, Just like shootouts, hockey. Like penalties. Yeah, yeah it's like five <laughs> seconds to score. Like, I don't know, it's weird. Different times. Yes, yeah. definitely. Well, yeah. Thank goodness that is behind us, yeah. um, as is this beautiful game. We saw some some pretty pretty amazing dominance from us out there. So, you know, look, um, you know, and hats off to, to the away supporters, to the Montreal fans oh that were there. Oh, my gosh, those guys Pure were so class. nice. Yeah, they were. Very they Canadian. Were li- then... Uh, <laughs> Uh, the supporter group, one of the supporter groups from Montreal reached out to the 3252 and sent an open invitation for next season when LAFC travels to Montreal, Montreal. that uh, they want to host uh, as many LAFC traveling fans, you know, and show us the same sort of open arms that we kind of 
showed to yeah, the... Yeah, they were uh, hanging out at free play after the match. There was such cool you saw him doing. You saw him dancing uh, uh, Jump for LA Football Club? They did, yeah. 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 <laughs> they did Jump for LA Football Club in the stands, and then they came um, you know, to the north corner there after the match, and we're standing right in the throng of the 3252 doing the call to arms chant and all that stuff. Um, That's I, awesome. I, I mean, normally you would be perturbed by that, but when it happens... By the world's nicest people, <laughs> like you can't, you know. It was um, Canadians. That just, you know, I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, French. That's which is an oxymoron. It's yeah. uh, uh, merci to them, you yeah. know. I mean, they they really came and represented their club extremely well. I was, you know, I mean, you're so used to the, you know, negative side of supporter v yeah. supporter culture. Um, we rarely highlight the positive, and I thought that they were a big positive in that match, you know. When their team gets blown out and they come out afterwards saying, "Hey, we saw a great game. We're happy." I mean, that that kind of attitude is. I heard one of the Montreal supporters saying, "Like, there's no stadium. Our stadium doesn't even. Or your stadium is so much better than ours. Our stadium doesn't even compare to this stadium." He was just, he was just in love with the environment. That's and unfortunate that's, for them. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's hard. You know, it's hard. It's hard to, you know, be at this level. You know, what we bring every game on a regular basis. You know, it's not something that can just be created from nothing. It takes a lot of time, a lot of effort. There's a lot of things that went into the backside of this organization that that put in the time to build the culture. And, uh, you know, it's it's and if you already have an established team, it's it's hard to make the changes to make it something different. So we got a really, really big road test coming up. We're going into Portland into their new refurbished stadium. Their fans are going to be crazy, it's and I know. It's their home opener, too. Yeah. yeah, it's their home opener. They haven't even had a home game yet. I mean, a la us last season, even even more extreme version of. Uh, it's double practically, right? Because we had six road games, and they've had 11? Yeah. 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 So practically double the amount of road games to open a season. And, I mean, they're going to be home for a long time now, which is nice for them, you know, because I feel like they've earned it, you know, all these road games. But – this is they they're opening up against a, a very worthy opponent I feel and yeah and I think they're going to start making a push on the table as well too so we'll see we'll see how that works um, so that's going to be a really fun match I'm really looking forward to our hardest away test so far this season it's uh, I think we're really going to get a playoff like atmosphere there but moving on and before we get into our interview with David here we have a fan question. Yeah. Uh, so, Chris, you want to read that out for us? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, 901 Chastain, at 901 Chastain on, on Twitter, he sent us a message, which anyone else on uh, social media, if you ever want to get in touch with us or ask us a question on the pod, please feel free to shoot us anything on Twitter or social media at LAFC S2S. He said, if LAFC parts ways with Andre Horta, who do you think they are wanting to bring into this spot, to this DP spot? And for those of you that don't know, uh, there was an MLS rumor going around that Andre Horta is on the trading block. Uh, the summer trading window opens July 1. Yes? Okay. So mm-hmm. the summer trading window opens July 1, and so there are, is a rumor going around that Andre Horta is on the trading block. So with that, if Andre Horta ends up getting uh, traded, who would you like to see come in as our third DP? This is something I kind of briefly talked to Jonathan and Chris before, but what are the parameters? Like, this is anyone? Well, it's a DP I slot. Mean, I, you also got to think about finances, right? Right. We can't afford everyone and uh, anyone. You know, uh, it would probably have to be someone 
who is making uh, a similar salary as on as Andre Horta, and he is the lowest paid of our three DPs. I think that uh, I think he's around like one point eight million or something like that. So he is salary. Yeah. Okay. So he's our least. He is our least paid DP uh, between Rossi and Vela. So this is my rationale, and I don't know necessarily what this player's salary is at the moment, but my rationale is Orta can't get in the team right now, and the only player keeping him out, in my opinion, is Blessing. So what would an upgrade on Blessing's playing style would be that I see in Europe? And for me, it would be Willian from Chelsea, who can track back but also contribute forward and has endless energy but way more quality bro why you gotta bring up chelsea today i'm just saying i'm just saying i'm trying i'm trying to think of what what also orta doesn't have and i don't think he has that that tracking back ability that william does he's like he puts on his hard hat and whatever the the tactics are and he didn't even get in the game today so i wouldn't even say anything about him until the end um but that that's that's who i would bring in and i think a player like that it doesn't have to necessarily be him would be something that would fit in Bob's system and probably bench one of the three midfielders and it'd probably be blessing. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm mad at Chelsea. They they broke my heart today. You 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 horrible horrible. People. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Just an update though. I did look it up and as of the end of 2018, um, Andre Horta is making 1.198 or so 1.2 million and uh Diego Rossi is making uh pretty much one million dollars and then carlos vela is at six so he's actually not our least paid one he is slightly he's slightly making more than diego rossi well That's... with the dp slot i mean it's not counting against your cap so there, there's some wiggle room there if they want to go for a player that yes you know. but i don't i don't i we have no idea what the books look like and we have no idea how much money they actually have uh in excess to afford so you would just have to assume that it would probably be someone who you'd be able to bring in for a similar amount of money well i mean look the the team is you know, I mean, we're not operating at, at profit status yet. I mean, right? I mean, that's that's pretty well known. So at this point, it would be an investment, you know, in, in player and community. If you look, I mean, so last year we finished around 20 mil in payroll and Atlanta was in front of us at about 29. So just going on what recent teams have done, there's about $10 million there if we were going to the extreme end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we're going to spend anywhere near that much. But I think if you were to... Yeah. So look, if we're at about 14 mil this year, you know, that still leaves us a decent amount of money that could theoretically be invested here. So so that opens up the window a little bit more. Right. So for me, I would say, what are the glaring needs in the team? Well, right. And if I think it's, it's I think this is an easier question as opposed to who would you like to get more? So what type of player would you like to get? And, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of more offensive minded at the yeah. moment. I feel like that that person up top there, maybe the true number nine. And, yep. Um, you know, if you look at who's available, I mean, I, I really hate to say it after today, mm-hmm. um, but he was an Arsenal centurion, so I'm all right with that. But Olivier Giroud, yeah. um, to me, I would love to hear the North End sing Giroud's song for him. Uh, he provides an aerial attack threat that we have not had in our offense. Good hold-up play. Uh, decent hold-up play. You know, I mean, he's played some defense, too, both, uh, you know, with France and, and, you know, this year with Chelsea and previously with Arsenal. Um that header today was rough to watch, but, um, you know, I mean, uh, Giroud, but I think if I was looking at this from a financial standpoint, you know, looking at our fan base and looking at Los Angeles, 
you know, the Armenian player would be huge. Oh, Mkhitaryan? Oh, so it's got to be ended at Mkhitaryan. Yeah. I mean, where is he at right now? Uh, so he's he a, he's just Arsenal. finished a uh, contract with Arsenal. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think he would come on a buzz, right? He's free. That's um, not a bad idea. So, I mean, you wouldn't have to pay a transfer fee to get him. That would absolutely ignite the world's largest Armenian community outside of Armenia, which is right here in L.A. Glendale Burbank? You know, he fits <laughs> the need we have within the squad as the attacking player. Um, he would track back, though. And he would track back. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I really think he would be successful not with, a bad with idea. You know, him and Vela up front there. You know, um, I no. forget the name of the, the player, but their, uh, Real Salt Lake had an Armenian player on, on their squad for a while. And I remember um, that I had friends who are Armenian that when RSL came to play, this was before LAFC was uh, in existence. So, you know, RSL was coming in to play the Galaxy and I had a bunch of Armenian friends that yeah. were like, oh, we're going to the game. Because, I mean, and, and uh, you know, I asked them about the game after and they said that they're, like you said, the Armenian, uh, <clears throat> the Armenian people went in drones to go and support yeah. their country. They rolled deep. You know, yeah, to, they do. Yeah. <laughs> to to your end, you know who they could also get? And I just thought of this right now, which I guess isn't necessarily a poor man's Giroud, but uh, I think it has similar characteristics. And his French, too, it's Guignac from yep. Tigres. Yeah. Down in Liga IMX. He would be, he would ball out here as a center striker, I think. And I think he would fit in the system, too. Absolutely. I, I just think, you know, the Orta spot, it, he just hasn't, well, you know, hopefully, you know, We'll see. I don't Could know. Could you imagine having three three forwards as our DPs? <laughs> yeah, we're, That'd be awesome. We're scoring goals at an all-time rate, and we're like, we need more offense. I don't know. David, what yeah. do you think? Who would you go for? You know what? Um, this kid, he's, he's, he's new to the country. You know, He's learning the ball game. Obviously, we know that if a player goes to a different country, it's a different style. Like You know that La Liga is different to the Premier League. Premier League is different to uh, Serie A or Serie A mm-hmm. of, um, mm-hmm. in Italy, so they're all different ball games, you know. Um, but give the kid a chance, you know. Maybe he he will adapt, you know. He's learning, but if you have to let him go, let him go, you know. Uh, Bob Bradley, you know, he looks like he's he knows. Obviously, he was the U.S. men national team head coach, so he knows. So he knows someone out there. You know, that was going to bring more of an impact to the team. So be it. You know, he has the final say. LAFC fans might be uh, mad. Some will be happy. So we'll see. Who would you go for? I don't think that many people will be mad. I'm mad. I'd be <laughs> mad. You, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Horta uh, advocate here. I one, Well, 100%, man. This guy, he he had his injury in the preseason. He looked he looked, uh, I mean, he looked like a solid player in my opinion. He got injured again, you know, and from what we have been able to read, this injury was not something that, you know, you can just heal from depending on the severity of it. It takes a while for it to actually heal naturally. And and the time that he's come in this season, I feel like he has made a positive impact on the club. Granted, our midfield is deep, and so to put him in means you're taking somebody else that's, some taking somebody else out from a working formula and uh you know that's that's not necessarily a good thing either but i don't i don't feel like he has done such a poor job that he needs to be traded i i agree that as a dp he should be on the field more but i i would i would hate to see him go now this year i we know that 
a lot of players, some players got uh, retired. Xavi, who played for Barcelona, then he, I think he went to the Chinese. China? Oh, yeah, I think he went to China, yeah. And everything. And th- like three other guys retired. Will you go for one of them and tell them, like, come over to MLS no, and play like, at least, you no, know, that's just like Podolsky. Trying to get, yes, Podolsky. No, no dude, that's like trying to get Diego Ross, or, um, De Rossi. Uh, De, uh, De, Rossi. Yeah, De Rossi from uh, Roma. I mean, he his contract's up and he's going to be available. In yeah. uh, you know, in a month or so, I'd rather find another Atuesta. Yeah, twenty twenty one year old. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Right, that find, kid. Find, yeah, just go to South America and find someone for like a quarter of the price and probably performing twice as good than a thirty six year old. Yeah, even in uh, Mexico, mm-hmm. they have a lot exactly. of young kids. Exactly. You know, like look at what uh, Chivas. Yeah, the Chivas has their up and downs, but they they go with their their youth. They're yeah. one of the premier clubs that mostly stay with. They're locals. Yeah. They don't like going with um, signing players. Yeah. Signing players yeah. and all that. So that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, I feel the nature and structure of MLS. Those three DPs have to produce. Um, right. And we just haven't seen that production. Love Orta, but you know, let, let's let's move on to the matter at hand. We have David here, um, and you have debuted this week something that we've mentioned on the show before. It's something that. We're all very passionate about here, um, you know, at Shoulder to Shoulder. Um, and that is the Veterans Support Club that has been founded by you, the Fighting Falcons. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your backstory, uh, your service, and, and how you came to found this really, really cool thing that's happening in the Fighting Falcons. Uh, thank you for, for foremost inviting me out here. Uh, my first day back at work and late day, and I, so I rushed it on the freeway. Well, and really, thank you for coming out here after work as well, too, especially after a weekend in Vegas, man. I, and I Utah, feel don't forget Utah. <laughs> uh, so a little bit backstory on me. I was born and raised in L.A., uh, Boyle Heights. Um, I grew up in the 90s. I joined the Marine Corps August of 2000. Hoorah. I served all the way to May of 2010, so nine years ago I got out. Uh, I served two tours to Iraq and uh, one to Afghanistan. Uh, my career in the Marine Corps took me through Miramar, D.C., and Camp Lejeune. So it was a great experience uh, throughout those 10 years. Once I got out, you know, I had a newborn, and I went to school to get my bachelor degree in human resources. Uh, now I do veteran employment services with Goodwill Southern California and Operation Good Jobs, which is run by Goodwill as well through our uh, our other work source center uh, on Fletcher Square. Uh, so a big shout out to them. Uh, that whole work source center is uh, fully staffed by veterans. Uh, so a big shout out to Melanie, Rafael, Gabby, Marco, and Lawrence. They're doing a great job out there. Uh, they're one of the two uh, veteran employment programs in LA. So you serve our country in two tours in the Middle East, you Correct. come back. Oh, I forgot to mention the one in Afghanistan. I forgot. So it's three deployments. Three tours, excuse me, in the Middle East. And now you come back, and after serving our country, For a now you're serving yeah. our armed forces by helping them find jobs. That's, that's an amazing thing. And yet on top of all that, you have somehow found the time 
to now attempt to reach out to the LAFC community and help our veterans in active deployed military there as well, too. So how did that come to fruition? Uh, so how this came about, one day, uh, big shout out to Defenders of the Bank. They posted something and I, I said, hey, I hope to meet you guys. And they're like, I think Philly or Scar responded. And they're like, yeah, definitely we'll meet up. And I bumped into them at the bank. Yeah, all part of the blues. I think we all bumped into. And while I was talking to them, like, you know, sometimes you meet and greet and you kind of wander off. I kind of stuck with them for a while. And then I asked uh, Philly, I was like, hey, is there a veteran support group out here? And then Philly and Scar were like, you got to talk to Rich. And next thing you know, within seconds after, you see Rich walking by. And they're like, hey, Rich, you got to hear this uh, this guy's idea. I'm pretty sure there's like a bat signal that goes up anytime there's a community <laughs> outreach opportunity. LAFC idea. And Rich just like comes swooping in uh, yeah, a- it was anytime a true blessing. it's there. And he tells me, you know, you got to reach out to Jimmy and Mo. And I was like, all right. So after the game, obviously, I had a few drinks. I couldn't remember who who to reach out. So I had to reach out to Defenders again. And I'm like, hey, who do I have to reach out? They told me. I reached out to them. It took about two months to actually get a hold of Jimmy, like, face-to-face. And I told him what I was trying to do and everything. And my main concept was is I don't want to step on nobody's toes because the 3252 is so unique, so special with the community that I don't want to step on on no one's toes. So I told them about the whole idea about starting this whole veteran supporters group, uh, social group, and all that stuff. And... um, we met and he said, like, I like the idea. But beforehand, I remember uh, you trying to reach out to me and I kept deleting you from my Instagram, my personal Instagram account. Who Gosh, like every woman. Yeah, he yes. sends me messages all the time, too. Yeah. So, <laughs> what, <laughs> so what happened is that, you know, Philly came out to me. And he's like, hey, you know, Buzology, Jonathan's trying to reach out to you, this and that. And you sent me the very first uh, pictures of this Fighting Falcons the concept? Uh, the concept that he wanted to do and everything. And, you know, obviously with, with your girl and her, her stuff going, um, I took the rein and and I told you, I'm not trying to run away with it. I'll give you credit where credit is due. So I thank you from the bottom of my heart for that. Uh, we wouldn't be here without that concept. Well, none of us would be here without our veterans. So, I mean, it's 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 easy to pay that back. That's that's a debt that we all know very well. And this is a, kind of a fortuitous uh, interview because we did just celebrate Memorial Day, which is uh, <clears throat> interesting. I- interesting thing too. I, I saw Antonio uh, and what Antonio Villanueva, who plays uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, was an Army Ranger, and he penned a a, a letter uh, over the weekend talking about, you know his his service and his tours and he uh was at west point but uh, he's talking about how on memorial day it's usually a lot of times when people try to get together and spend time with their families and they'll barbecue and celebrate and have a good time and you know it's unfortunate that it's not necessarily remembered for the actual day of memorial day which is to remember the fallen the fallen uh, brothers and sisters that laid down the ultimate sacrifice and you know, with that, you know, it's we we thought it was a good opportunity to come on because that was when David actually made the announcement of the official Fighting Falcons 2075, and he uh, introduced their logo. Uh, I'm interested. Could you tell us about the 2075 and explain 
you know, what that that means, you know, because I know that that's an important part of the name. It is. Um, if you look at um, at the bank across the street, a Christmas, uh, Christmas tree lane, there's an F-16 pointing straight at the bank. The F-16 is a huge military warplane that's been recognized across the all military branches. I think the Navy was one of the ones that used it. So thank you for your service, Chris, as well. Uh, brother in arms. Hoorah. Um, that's one thing. That's why I chose that name, the Fighting Falcon, because the F-16 actually resembles a lot with the military. I think all branches have it. Um, obviously, the Falcon, in kind of in addition to Ollie, I mean, that's our the mascot of LAFC, a Falcon. The ritual. Don't yeah. call it a mascot. He's a, he's a, he's a symbol. So it's more of a I came symbol. up with 2075. Uh, it was it's really it was a long process to think about that. But 20 is in parentheses. If you look at the logo, it's in parentheses. And the reason why is that I want to make sure that all our community and everybody around that's supporting this uh, social group knows that there's 20 veterans committing suicide either to PTSD, to TBI, which is um, traumatic brain injury, um, and other stuff, you know. And it hurts our community because we're losing more veterans here at home that at, that in Iraq and Afghanistan combined. It's terrible. You know, and this war has been going on for since 2001, 2003. You know, so it just hits home. You know, so uh, I want to make sure that all our, our, our service members, all our veterans, our retirees, our reservists know that we're here to, to help one another. You know, we want to make sure that... Um, if you need to talk to someone, hit us up. You know, we're going to have those this communications open lines, you know. Um, you could hit me up at any time on my handles, you know. Um, those are following. I mean, when I announced this, it was amazing how much reaction I got. I went from maybe like 10 followers to almost 500 within the first day. It's amazing. Uh, like I was telling you earlier, Jonathan, I mean... My uh my phone was like at thirty percent by noon in Vegas, <laughs> <laughs> so it tells you how much people this community embraces um its community. Well, and it's you know like you had mentioned earlier before we started recording that there are so many people that are part of this LAFC family, and you may not necessarily know that they had served. You talked about Sal from Lucky's. Correct. Some, you know, some people may not know that, you know, at one point Sal was a, a Marine and and, um, you know, there are probably a lot of people. That yeah. And, you know, want to say a big shout out to to Robbie uh, Wolsey. I want to say his, I apologize if I say your last name wrong, but he actually is the one that told me that Sal was uh, was a Marine. So obviously Lucky's set up, do their viewing parties at Lucky Baldwin's. So I showed up. I met Sal. And I told him, look, I'm a brother in arms. This is what I'm trying to do. He loved the idea. You know, he started mentoring me, you know, and I, and a lot of us, us veterans look for that mentorship from other veterans because there are other veterans that are true leaders, and he's one of true leader, you know. And I love the idea that he, that he has with the Luckies, you know. Um, he's been doing it for years, you know. I talked to him. And all the viewing parties that I got to see him and all that. Um, I met Breezy as well. And I hit her up uh, telling her about hoping to have our 
female veterans do a project with them, you know. Um, there's a project out there called Lady Veterans Project, you know, that serves the female veteran community as well. So I'll reach out to uh, Lulu, who's, uh, that's her name, and see her and bring her in to see if we could do something really big. Um, November is huge for military. It's Military Appreciation Month. So hopefully we could do something huge with the 32 com- 3252 community. That means we'll be well. in the finals too. Yes. Yeah, LAFC. Well, yeah. Actually, yes. You know, the championship game is uh, November 7th. That's what I'm saying. So That's what we yeah, hopefully. It's military would... month. Marine yeah. Corps birthday is November 10. Oh, there you go. And November, then Veterans November Day is November 11th. Yeah, November 11th is <laughs> so Veterans we got a, Day. We got a 48-hour pay, uh, party day. Yeah. Well, I think we've all seen one too many flag-draped coffins going down the middle of a church, and, and hats off to you for, for doing what you can to try and, uh, you know, get some awareness out there, get some support out there. So how is this going to function? How can people get a hold of you going forward? And and what are the next steps that veterans in the LAFC community can do to get involved with you and, and to make sure that we have, you know, this support group in place for them? Yeah, definitely. Uh, my handle on Instagram is at the underscore fighting underscore falcons um is something that i'm working on i'm working as is i mean i'm starting this from the bottom from the ground up so everything that i'm doing is a learning process a big shout out to luis angulo uh army vet served 10 years in the army he has he hit me up out of the blues and he started asking questions and i was like man this guy asks a lot of questions he's really passionate like i am so I have not met him yet, and I hope to do that. So big shout-out to the LAFC Pomona Casuals. Uh, he's part of it, and he is really, really uh, amazing guy just from just talking to him. And big shout-out. I mean, I, I cannot. It'll happen it, soon, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, it just, like, so happened. So, um, so if anybody wants to, you know, any veteran, active, retirees, reservists wants to be part of it, um, you know, this year we're planning to do more of the touring with, you know, the pubs. Go out to different, um, the uh, the different S- SGs, uh, meet to other um So what veterans. watch party are you going to be at this weekend for the game versus Portland if someone wanted to come out and hang with you this weekend? You know what? I have to see all the, uh, all the, the viewing parties and then I'll decide. Okay. You know, because I only seen three, the Inland Element, uh, LAFC, uh, I mean, crew. And I uh, lucky DC nine uh, D nine U D nine U. Yeah, yeah, you want to yeah. come to the D nine U clubhouse, man? I'd be happy to have you. There. I know uh, you guys are doing your first official watch party. Watch party? No well, clubhouse. Well, like clubhouse that. watch party. Yeah, clubhouse. Yeah, you guys party. have had official D nine U has had official yeah. watch parties, but it's just not at the, the clubhouse. clubhouse. Yeah, the the new official clubhouse. <laughs> I am not at liberty to discuss any details about said clubhouse. It's all, it's out there, dude. People already <laughs> posted about it. It's out there. If no, you, absolutely. If you have it's any everywhere. interest in going yeah. to the uh, D9U clubhouse, it's out there. All you got to do is search around. It's in NoHo yeah. by the Orange yeah. Line. Yeah. And you yeah. know, one, one thing that I want to do is uh, meet every single person that serve. Yeah. You know, we are under-recognized. We have city, the city of L.A. or L.A. County has the biggest community of veterans you know i don't know if you knew that i didn't know that biggest veteran community out here um and you're providing a new support system for them exactly you know and and it's so ironic that i'm doing veteran employment services and i'm doing this 
Well, it makes know? sense. I think you feel like you have a mission because, you know, you've had certain experiences and you understand the mindset of coming back as a civilian and uh, finding different ways to connect with people that have similar experiences that you had. Exactly, you know, and I love always saying that I'm a Marine. You know, a lot of people see me and they're like, you're a Marine? I'm like, yeah, I was a Marine. I was there for 10 years. Yeah. You know, and I think that a lot of people get surprised because of my height. I'm only 5'3". I you know, mean, and I'm... a lot of people think that Marines are like almost like Jonathan's height. Yeah. <laughs> they're almost like six feet. Well, I mean, they are the first to go in, man. So, you know, typically the, the impression of a Marine is they're the biggest, baddest you know people around you so. need people to be sneaky and get through things no yeah? no of course but it's just you know it's <laughs> like he's, he's just saying that the the notion of when you think of someone who's a, a soldier or yeah. a, a marine there's a perception yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's a perception yeah. you know um i'm thankful that i haven't you know kept in touch with a lot of my marine corps buddies you know a lot of veterans especially marines i'll tell you this much yeah the the marine corps is uh the smallest group of all of them. But we have this group that every November 10, we come together, we celebrate, we drink, you know, we meet new fellow veterans, Marines, you know. And I, one thing that also that I saw is that Army, Navy, no disrespect, um, <laughs> Coast Guard, Air Force, once they serve, they serve and they wander off on their own, you know. And... And I was like, well, why not keep that camaraderie together? Yeah. You know, expand it out. You know, Marines do it. Why not other veterans do it? Have find something where it could unite us so on a that, weekly basis. Now that you've created this, like, what what are some of your goals within one, two, five years? Like, what what do you what do you foresee happening? Well, first and foremost, see our flag waving uh, in the pitch. Just like the other, uh, was it nine, ten supporter groups? Supporter yeah. groups yeah. out there. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I thank Jimmy from the bottom of my heart for taking time off his busy schedule. He's a busy guy, and everything. Um, what about this. like a, a veteran of the match or some veterans tifos? Do you guys? Yeah. Have so I can't. You know what? I want to apologize. I know I follow him on Instagram. I, I want to say his. I can't even name his name, but uh, Breezy introduced me. I'm sorry if I forget your. I forgot your name. But he actually told me that he would love to see a veteran of the match, just like at Dodger Stadium, uh, at the Kings game. Uh, I do believe Lakers and Clippers do it. Yeah, they'll take an active duty member. Typically, it's an active duty member, and he is the, the veteran of the match of the military man or woman of the match, and they come out and they get acknowledged for their service. Yeah, yeah they get standing ovation at every Dodger. Yeah, exactly. So why not do it at an LAFC game? And hopefully... You know, like the thirty-two fifty-two does, match of the game, man of the match, player, yeah, man, man of the, of the ma match, uh, right. match uh, and give them the scarf. Why not do one for the veterans? You know, uh, do a scarf for them, present them a scarf, and a pin. You know, for for everything. You know, we hopefully could see that in the near near future. Hopefully next year. You know, if it happens, it happens. You know, but it is a working process to do that. Make sure that MLS. And LAFC in general recognizes uh, veterans. You know, I know that, you know, you have Montreal, you have Vancouver, you have um, Toronto, and they also have a military. So hopefully it extends to them as well. Uh, you know, uh, I 
got the privilege to serve with some Canadian um, soldiers when I was in Afghanistan. So it just tells you that we need to keep that bondage together after our military service. Yeah. Uh, A huge shout-out to our uh, um, active duty. I just received a message yesterday from a couple from Hawaii. First question they asked me was, like, how do I join? And I was like, well, come to our viewing party, support it. And it's like, well, I'm in Hawaii. And I was like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) A huge shout-out regardless, though. But, you know, hopefully when they come back home to... To the state side, I know Hawaii's state side, but you know they're more than welcome to join us, you know, and all that. It's FaceTime. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I, yeah, I mean, it just shows you how far this is reaching out, you know. And you know, we had talked about it earlier. It's not as common to find a military supporters group amongst um, American sports teams. You know, I mean, soccer seems to have an. Uh, it's way of of touching people in 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 closer ways than than other sports you know i don't necessarily you don't see you know communities forming around the dodgers other than it's just they're forming for the team you know you don't see that for football teams or basketball teams whereas soccer it's kind of like a subculture to have these subgroups that that all have a a, a community and a bond and you know, for <clears throat> for you to take this platform to try and reach out to veterans, which, you know, can be neglected at times. Yeah, we can. You know, like I mentioned, we're losing 20 veterans a day. You know, um, I want to send a special shout out to my wife, Evelyn. You know, she's been my, my, my rock. You know, I met her while I was in service. Once I got out, you know, we had a kid. And, you know, I had, I had you know, I hit rock bottom at one point that I wanted to, you know, hurt myself, you know? And if it wasn't for her, you know, where would I be, you know? Um, Shout out to all the military spouses. Yeah, they do a lot, you know? Well, that was Um, the same thing, like Renee said, when a couple episodes ago when we had uh, Petty Officer Renee uh, Savaretta, he uh, came on and, and he had wanted to acknowledge his family. Because even though, yes, it's hard for the people that are on deployment, it's... 100% 100% hard, you know, for the spouses and the kids, you know, you volunteered to go on deployment or join the service and go on deployment and do your duty, but your wife doesn't necessarily always volunteer for that obligation. Your kids for sure don't sign up for that obligation, yeah. so it's the families that stayed home definitely need to yeah, be Yeah, exactly, and like my wife at the time, she was my girlfriend, fiance at the time, I think, and I go on a nine-month deployment to Iraq, I mean Afghanistan, and I'm thinking, like, I'm going to be single by the time I come back. And this woman just stood with me the whole time. And I honestly felt that, like, whoa, this woman really is. It's a special, it's a special individual. Who it's a special hold. individual, exactly. You know, and shout out to all the spouses out there because they are the the true foundation of a military man when they get married and everything because they have to be the father, the mother, of the household once a, a, an active member deploys. Yeah, it's, it's... You know, so she has helped me a lot and everything. And, you know, when she, I told her about this, because I, I was there with Philly and Scarf when I told her this, she was like, really? Did you just really ask that? And I'm like, yeah, I did. It was a blur of the moment. 
you, well, you, you know, know, Jonathan, you grew up in a military family. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I grew up uh, with my grandfather, who was a uh, major general in the Marine Corps, game warden at Pendleton, URA, Semper Fi. Uh, you know, I yeah. mean, I spent my entire childhood, um, you know, I mean, a significant portion of it in San Clemente. Uh, I worked in bars and restaurants down there, obviously being, you know, in, in the adult beverage world. Um, so I've seen uh, a lot of, you know, boots before they head out. I've seen a lot of veteranos on their way back. And, you know, I mean, I've had many, uh, many uh, late night, few beverages, deep conversations, um, you know, with members of the Marine Corps. I I've worked with a lot of their family members who had jobs in town at some of the various places that I worked. So... I mean, yeah, you know, probably, you know, first 18 years of my life, uh, first 20 years of my life uh, was living in, you know, a Marine town there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a lot of firsthand experience, a lot of, you know, late night conversations here and some some pretty dark, some pretty crazy things from the people who've been over there. And, you know, not to mention from the people that they've left behind uh, as well, too. You know, I mean, that's a it's a world that a lot of people don't get a lot of insight into. We sometimes get the Hollywood version of it as well, too, which isn't entirely accurate as well, too. But, you know, one thing I've realized that as strong as these people are, some of the strongest people in the fabric of our society, they still need help. Exactly. We, we are a community that at this point, like I mentioned, 20 is a lot. We want to make sure that 20 is a zero. And... Why not start a, a, a social group, hopefully that will become a supporters group that will, will lean to that, you know, bring that uh, awareness, you know. I know I didn't mention about the 75. The 75 on the logo actually is shortened for 1775, the year the military was founded. You know, the Marine Corps was founded on November 10, 1775. The Army, somewhere before that, and the Navy. So they're the three oldest uh, branch military branches, so that's why I kind of brought it that brought that seventy five into it, but not only that, if you break seventy five to seven plus five, equals twelve. Twelfth man. Twelfth man. So we want to be loud with the thirty two fifty two. We want to make sure that the thirty two fifty two um, knows that we're there. You know, we want to be loud as they are. You know, so um, it's. It's uh, hopefully it's an amazing um, time. You know, I mean, look, always faithful, right? Always, always faithful. faithful, Semper Fi. And then I chose, um, I, I even for I, I should look it up on my phone, but it's we have your back in Latin, you know, and we're also bringing one for active duty that says bringing the thunder to the bank for all those active duty out there. That's gonna be their slogan. You know, because they're coming from everywhere. They're on active duty. They're going on leave. For those that don't know what leave is, it's vacation time. So they're bringing their thunder. You know, they're coming home to enjoy a weekend. Let's bring them out. They come out to the bank, and they're bringing their thunder, at least for, for a game match, before they head out. Yeah. You know, um, just like P Petty Officer... Absolutely. Yeah, you know, yeah. he brought that thunder like I think nobody knew about that. I didn't even I wasn't even aware that was gonna happen. Shout out Renee amazing. brother. Hopefully things are going well for I you know. in Djibouti right now. So <laughs> you know, and, and you know, uh Jonathan, you know, uh Petty Officer Savarada is a uh District Nine Ultra uh supporter and you know, he was one of the originals for LAFC and so he's also reached out um 
to Jonathan and, and Jonathan was talking to him about some of the things that he could do to, you know, try and make his stay in Djibouti a little bit more reminiscent of home. So we had talked about giving him a care package. And uh, if anybody is actually interested to contribute to this care package to send, you know, um, our our fellow brother for the from the 3252 in LAFC and any of his uh, people that are in his battalion, uh, sending them care packages. Please hit us up on our social media, and we would love to be able, you know, to to just take any kind of donations, whether it's um, you know clothes or 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 memorabilia or anything that you guys want to give out. But you know, we want to we want to especially take care of one of our own that uh, is part of the family. So we're I'll, plugging I'll, it. I'll definitely send out him a pin once they come out. Uh, I'm. Thank for that fanatic, fanatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chili the kid, yeah, chili the kid. Hit me up like the same day. I would love to work with you and this and that. So definitely one of those pins is going out to out to him, um, at no cost. No, hey, you know, no cost obviously. So Renee would be one. Renee will be surprised. He he would definitely be one of the ones that would probably want to join your uh, your group right now. You know, because that's yeah, and you know my group is. I know that there's a lot of veterans in different SGs and all that. and I, I know we talked with Jimmy about it, and I just want them to support it. Yeah. You know, I don't want them to say, like, well, I'm leaving your supporters group going to this supporter group. Right. No, I don't want that. Right. It's almost you like know. having dual dual uh, citizenship, as it were. <laughs> exactly. I just want them to, you know, know that we're there and we're there to support them, even if they're from Black Army, Crew, Cuervos, Luckies. You know, we want to be the one that... Hey, we need to reach out to someone to talk to. We're there. You're looking for something. We're there, you know. So hopefully, you know, that's the way that we want to reach out to this. Really unique. I know that it's 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 a it's a it's a support group within a supporters group. without supporters a supporters group. group. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, if it if it ends up becoming its own official supporters group in the end, I still think there will be people who are loyal to their supporters group that will support and participate as well too. Exactly. Just like all of us participated in Pride Republic last week, no matter what supporters group we came from, right? I am denying you through and through, but I was wearing my Pride Republic gear last game. Um, you know, and and I will remain denying you forever, but you know, Fighting Falcons is and, something and I'm and very you know passionate what? I about. I would have loved to, to, to put that uh, logo out in, in Pride Colors because the military has an LGBT community as well. I yes, serve I with do. so many of them, and, you know, they're unrecognized a lot, you know. And we are that group that we want to reach out, you know. So hopefully with uh, with Pride Republic, we could work something out too, you know, to bring out the LGBT community that served in the military as well. Um, we want to do, like, amazing projects, you know, because... Veterans, all all service members come from all walks of life, just like exactly like everybody in the thirty two fifty two. I think beer showers mentioned that it, some people even fly on private jets <laughs> to the games and all that. So, you know, why not? That's I mean, awesome. <laughs> I know. Right? Well, you know what? It was. Uh, I'm I'm not sure who the beer showers are referencing, but I do know that the it's probably Seattle Matthew McConaughey. Game, there was a no. Well, there was a Seattle game where one of uh, the people that's part of the um, 
LA, uh, that's part of that group chat that we're in for on Instagram oh, where okay. it's talking about, uh, it's highlight, it's like LAFC highlights or it's, yeah, it's, it's oh, one yeah, of them yeah, yeah, yeah. where they had given out a, uh, a giveaway, like, ticks, a no? giveaway ticket right to yeah. the Seattle game and they would have flown on a private jet. I don't know if, if that young man has his private jet, but it, there was a private jet involved with going to that event. Yeah. And you so. know, one thing that we want to do, it's, um, it's as a community of veterans, at least help each, each other by putting a dollar, you know, and buying tickets for a game and actually doing it through VetTix. VetTix is a, a nonprofit organization where they get donated tickets, you know, and they basically do either by wagering virtual coins, first come, first serve. But we want to make sure that we invite veterans to the games because we know that there's veterans that are struggling really bad. There are veterans out there that are on food stamps, on GR. So on, know, on Maybe some... there's pilots out there that could fly this private plane. <laughs> <laughs> right? But, you know, we would like to do something like that with VetTix. So the, the, the thing, though, on VetTix, I mean, does it matter what the organization is? You know, so, like, right now, LAFC is so young. You know, whereas like Dodger Stadium, they know that there is a veteran presence there every game. So veterans might know to go and look for those tickets. Mm -hmm. uh, is there something like that, too, with LAFC? Are there veterans that you might know of that are going and looking to potentially try and go to an LAFC match? And, and you know, is there even that kind of avenue? for? I think there is. You know, um, LAFC is taking the city by storm. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I tell you my story, how I became an LAFC fan, it's really surprising. Well, that's part of what this is, brother. You know, because I want tickets to go see my first LAFC ticket of game through work. At Goodwill. At Goodwill. Yeah, okay. exactly. And, you know, um, I want two tickets to go see them. You know, I was one of the five fortunate winners to win. And only two, myself and this other co-worker, showed up to the game, so the whole row was empty. And I it was section 109, and that 3252 just took... I even didn't even watch the game. That 3252 just won my heart like this. And I was, my son was watching the game because I took my, my nine-year-old, and I think the score was 2-0 against the Quakes last year. I ended up posting pictures on Twitter, and... A certain bank has red and yellow with a stagecoach in there. Yeah. Reached out to me and they gave me four tickets. So I was like, wow. To go again? To go again to for go free. Again. Wow. So I wow. Up, <laughs> so I ended up taking my wife. And I'll tell you this much. When I took my son, we showed up with no gear. I showed sure. up with a U.S. men national team. My son showed up with a red shirt. We ended up leaving with... LAFC shirts. The second game that I won, my uh, wife showed up with this black and white American uh, USA flag. And she fell in love with it, and she left with a scarf. So that was last year. So during the offseason, I actually went on social media like crazy to know about more about the 3252 LAFC I had known about them when they got introduced to the city and everything um, and stuff like that. So we decided to 
buy tickets for this year. And sure enough, we've gone to more MLS games since LAFC came on, since the team across, you know, the, the city, the freeway, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, <laughs> has been in existence. They're not across the city. They're in a different city. Let's yeah, just you know, yeah. <laughs> they never played in L.A., to be honest with you. Nope. Well, they never they have. Pasadena to Carson. They, they came. They came to the bank once, but yeah, yeah. yeah but talk, I mean, but talk we're talking about, about that, actually being from the city of LA. No, they have never been from tr- a true LA team. They're the angels of the uh, MLS. Exactly. Bro. They should just keep Carson. <laughs> so before we wrap up today, we have to ask the one question we ask every guest. It's the most important question we ask, and in your case, it somewhat answers itself, but. In your words, what does shoulder-to-shoulder mean to you and the Fighting Falcons? You know, yesterday on my way back from Vegas, I asked my wife that, that you were going to ask that question. (laughs) (laughs) And I told her the best response. It's a community by community. You know, we, this, this team has reached out, you know, through everything, to reach out to all his people to make everyone unite as one. Um, they accepted me just by showing up to a game with nothing, and I came out with LAFC gear, and you know the luckies, you know they, I met them and they they accepted me. So it just tells you, shoulder to shoulder is community by community. No matter what walks of life you are, no matter where you come from. No matter what your financial status is, if you come to an LAFC game, you're always going to be welcome with huge open arms, and you will be uh, accepted, you know. And I got accepted like that because I showed up to a game at the end of the year, you know, and I got and, and I embraced it. Well. I have to say thank you for driving out here after a long day of work and a long weekend uh, for coming out and coming and being on the show. Thank you for your service. Thank you, Chris, for your service as well too, brother, not to be forgotten. Um, And with that, we're going to go ahead and call this show a wrap. We're going to do something a little different on the outro here today. Uh, Normally, uh, our buddy Sticks would take us home, um, but today uh, we are going to have a brief moment of silence, and then we are going to send us home with the U.S. Marine Band, and the Armed Forces Medley. With that, folks, we will see you on the next show. Thank you.